Good evening. This is Joe McAvoy from Nothing Comes Easy for You. For me, that is. And my guest is my friend, Babs Gray. How are you today? I'm doing good, Joe. How are you? I'm just wonderful. And I've known you for a while. You have, you are one person who's really tried hard at doing stand-up comedy and shows. I have. You, <laughs> and... Ho what, your resume is about as long as my arm. <laughs> long? It's, you know, you must have short arms, I guess. Well, um, <laughs> I mean, I keep up with you from seeing everything on Facebook to knowing you personally. Uh, is it hard for you to keep going? Yeah, of course. I mean... It's tough. I think I've always had a drive, though, that that keeps me going. For some reason, I just um, I'm always on to the next thing. You know, I've always got plans. So I don't know what it is, but for some reason, there's just something in me that always kind of keeps the fire alive. Did this coronavirus uh, throw a curveball at you? Yeah, of course it did. Um, you know, I think I'm I'm lucky that I was able to adjust and work from home and things like that. So I feel like I definitely, you know, I, I think it could have been much worse. So I feel I feel um, lucky lucky that that happened. But of course, you know, all of a sudden you're there's no performances, there's no comedy. Not performing live was extremely hard. I, I did some Instagram shows and stuff like that, but not having the outlet of stand-up was really difficult. And now facing a new world kind of of stand-up restarting is very weird. And yeah, it's been, it's been tough. Have you been out there since things have opened up here in California? I have a little bit, but not, not a ton. I mean, I, yes, doing stuff. I, I've done a little bit of stand-up and I am going out, you know, starting to go out and go to restaurants and stuff like that again. So here and there, but I would say my life is very different from when the when we all went locked down as far as how often I'm doing things. Right. And and there was a time when you you, Tess Barker, Brandy Posner, you girls had a show and I mean you were running all over the country. Yeah, no, we were touring. Yeah, my podcast Lady to Lady with them. Um it, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, I was doing shows almost every single night and just out doing stuff. And so it is, um, it's a total 180 from that. And, you know, I'm excited to get back to that and get back to being on the road and touring, but I've also learned to appreciate just being at home and enjoying my time here too. Well, is, is going on the road? Is that hard? Yeah, I think that's really hard. It's you're, you know, it's uncomfortable. You just don't have all of your creature comforts around you. It's hard to be healthy. You're exhausted. It's a really hard job. And I think some people are really made for it. And I don't know how much I am. Do you, did you three girls travel in a car or fly or what was the deal? We've done a few different ways of it. Yeah. We've drone, we've, we've drone, we've driven, <laughs> we've flown. <laughs> um, Taking Cause we've done, sh yeah, we've done shows. We've taken drones We've done it all. No, we've done shows, you know, across the country where you flew over there and then drove around and and all that stuff. And it gets tough, you know, as you get older, because when I was younger and starting comedy, I was willing to just 
crash on someone's couch or kind of stay anywhere. And now you're like, well, I want my own space and that's more expensive because it's a hotel. And so it's like, it makes it a little harder. Yeah, I I do know. I I used to have a traveling job in sales and I kind of know what you're talking about. Uh, Yeah. and, And you get tired of living on the road after a while. You do. I think it's, um, yeah, it, some people can are really built for it, but I definitely, I can do, I can do like bursts of it and then I'm ready to be home. Well, and you also were part of the sauce comedy show here in Los Angeles as one of the hosts. Yeah. Sauce. We ran every Friday night at Dasano bakery for five years or something crazy like that. It's a very long time. And I really miss that show. That was like really just a comforting place to go at the end of every week. And, you know, it was one of my favorites when you guys uh, booked me in the show. I really enjoyed it. Oh my gosh. I loved having you on. You're one of my favorite people to watch. So thank you. You know, I got to thinking in January that you had hosted a show and I'm sure you've done this several years where you tell the, right after the first year, one joke that's not funny. Mm-hmm. over in Silver Lake. You couldn't do it this year. I did. I, I tried to do it on Zoom, actually. I did it online. Um, oh, did you? Yeah, it was It was fun. It was very different. But yeah, I usually do 50 worst jokes or 50 comics tell the worst joke they wrote that year. And it's a really fun, like, cathartic thing to just tr- say the thing that you're not proud of. And we boo everybody <laughs> and we make fun of them. And I think it's like a really funny way to embrace failure and i i it's been one of my favorite things to do every year i i enjoyed it i i did it in 20 and and i really i really got a big kick out of it thank you yeah it's uh honestly it was the idea came because the bartender was like hey i have an open night can you get people out and i was like well, I know how I can be- get people out, book them on a show. So I'll book 50 people and then they'll all be here. So that was my, but, that was just where I came up with the idea. And now it's like a tradition. And is it hard to get people to do that show or is it? No, everybody's because it's that time of year when there's not a lot of shows anyway, you know, it's like around new year's. So since there's not a lot of going on, you kind of want to see people. It's not like, yeah, it's very easy to get people to come out to a show like that. That's great. Uh, is it is it hard for you to perform in front of a... No. It's not? <laughs> <laughs> Performing is like by far when it's... That's when I feel most comfortable for sure okay. is when I'm performing. That's like number one, my most comfortable person is on stage. When I'm off stage, I am anxious or, you know... I have a lot of other feelings, but when I'm on stage, I feel very comfortable. What about the writing? The writing is difficult for sure. Um, I'm not good at sitting down and writing out a joke. I, I, I usually at this point, it just comes to me on stage. And I do think a lot of my jokes could be a lot stronger if I sat down and really worked them out. But I'm just, I've never been able to do that. It's always been, that's why I've always had to just perform as much as possible because it kind of comes to me in the moment. So you would really, you'd like me, you prefer to go up cold? Yeah, now because I just, you know, I'm not gonna, I know myself at this point and me sitting down and toiling over it on a piece of paper just really doesn't work usually. Yeah. And it you really have to have talent to be able to do that. 
Well, look at us, Joe. Well, you have We're talent. Talented. You, you, you <laughs> are, yes. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on the kind of comic you are, you know, but I think the idea of doing it, how long have you been doing it now? I started in 08. Okay, same. So we've been doing the same amount of time. And I think the point is that you want to get to a place where, yeah, you're comfortable enough to go up there and just kind of see what happens and um, see how it goes. And I find that a lot more exciting than just running the same jokes over and over that really, I hate doing that. So, Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm that way too. Uh, I, I can think of a topic or a subject and just go with it. Yeah, I think there's just something about that energy and, you know, it's a bigger risk, of course, but I like the bigger risk things and well, you're, it's just, you're a risk taker. Yeah, I think so. Because I like to go big. That's right. Because you wouldn't be out here doing this if you weren't a risk taker. That is true. Where are you from, by the way? I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. I did not know that. Yeah. I was born in California, but I grew up in Salt Lake for most of my life. And then, yeah, I came out here in 2008. Well, that's great. That's Yeah. Uh, was it hard for you to come to LA or have you? It was. I mean, I feel like I was really ready as I was as ready as I could be, you know, so I moved out here. I luckily found a decent place to live, you know, with good roommates. I feel like that's one of the hardest. That's like, I feel like people come out here and they have horror stories of where the places they live and things like that. So I feel like I lucked out into finding a good place to live. And then I got an internship working at a comedy place and I started taking improv classes and I just kind of threw myself into comedy immediately. And I think that made it easier because it made LA seem a little bit smaller and easier to handle than just kind of this huge unknown place, you know? A lot of people don't realize that yes, Los Angeles is a large city, but the more people you get to know out here in entertainment, especially in comedy, it does shrink down in size. Totally. Yeah, it really starts to feel yep. Be a lot smaller. Because you, uh, you get to know more and more people, uh, and you, you're more at home. And Sorry, I want to – one second. I feel like my – is my thing recording? Because I'm not yeah. seeing – I see when you talk. Yeah, it is. I see when you talk the thing you're, going You're on the air see. with me. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> so I was like, it looks like my little – my little thing you're, is not making up and down. Uh, yeah, it's moving up and down every time you speak, Barbara. Yeah, it's okay. great. Um, was school hard for you? School, hmm. I went to the University of Utah. So I went to high school. I don't know. I was always a theater nerd. So I always just kind of threw myself into that and did plays. You know, I was, yeah, I did plays and I did like, assemblies. And I just was, I just really was, like I said, I was just a performer and I was just doing stuff all the time. Um, and I, I had a good experience because I, I really found my people and just, we would make things together and just have a good time. And I think growing up in Salt Lake city was a little bit different than a lot of places because I wasn't Mormon, but you know, Mormons are very kind and they don't really like I'm sure I would have been made fun of or bullied or something if I hadn't grown up around Mormons, but since I did, they don't do that kind of stuff, you know? So, um, yeah, it was, they're, they're, it was just 
they're very nice people. I have several friends who are Mormons. Yeah, no, they're very, they're very nice. Um, so yeah, I just kind of did a theater stuff and then I went to the University of Utah and I studied film. And I think I was definitely getting like ready to get out of there by the end. I I wasn't, you know, I wasn't getting great grades and I was kind of not finishing everything because I was really antsy to just, I don't know, move on to the next thing, I guess. So Well, that's not uncommon. Yeah. I you know, I mean I had a I had a good experience and I feel like I made a few things I was happy with and and then I'm glad I had a buffer zone. I don't think if I had come out here to LA right after high school or something, I don't think I would have been ready for it yet. I think I came out when I was when I was ready to to leave home and everything. Right. Did you go skiing in Utah? No, I was never like an outdoor kid, which I'm kind of sad about because I feel like I missed out on that opportunity. But yeah, me and my friends were just, you know, it was not like our thing. So yeah, I wish I, when I go back home, I'm like, wow, I wish I had a friend to go skiing with, but like no one does. <laughs> well, it's a pretty popular sport in Utah. I mean, there's a lot of people who do go to, uh, did you go to Sundance? To the- yes. Sundance was huge. I went to Sundance every year. They would do something with the locals where you could get tickets and, you know, we would go see tons of shows and it was so exciting for me because I wanted to work in entertainment and, you know, You'd walk down, it's very small, like the festival's all in one place. So you'd walk down the street and I would see huge stars just walking down the street. And it was very exciting since I lived in Salt Lake City, you know. Yeah, so that was that was always fun. It's not that far away, really. No, it's only like a 40-minute drive out of the city. Wow. Closer than, I haven't, I never did get up there. Did they? Do they still do it? They still do it. Yeah, I went last year and... Um, it's it's very big now, but it's kind of cool because there's other festivals that even happen at the same time during Sundance that are actual like indie festivals now that you can go to just in the same place. So it's pretty fun. I've thought of a few movies that I that should have been up there. A couple of short films that I did, and somehow they never got there. Yeah, it's tough to get in. There's so much competition to get into those festivals. Yeah, it's it's just kind of like going to a, a stand-up comedy festival. It's not the easiest thing to get into. <laughs> no, it's there's so many comedians. It's it's wild. Yes, there are, and they send in so many reels, and <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and it is hard. We'll be right back in just a moment. Okay, was. Uh, once you moved here to LA, uh, how many roommates did you have? One or two? Or I had, yeah, I had two roommates. Um, and I'm actually, I still live in the same place. I, I, you know, the the girl who was living here moved out eventually. The one who invited me as a roommate, and then my other roommate moved out, and I replaced them with people I knew and all that stuff. So, yeah, I've lived in the same place for a while, and. So is is that kind of difficult having people come and go? Um, it's not too bad. I feel like I've now gotten now it's actually just me and my boyfriend. So oh, okay, yeah, it's um, it's good. That that's great. Uh, is there anything else that's kind of hard for you that you? Um, it's hard for me to like describe. I think um, I'm not great at networking. I'm really bad. I guess the business side of all of this stuff is my, probably one of my biggest weaknesses. Uh, you know, I don't like 
talking to someone like I'm using them for something right. or anything like that. So I do think I've missed out actually on a, a decent amount of opportunities because I haven't been good at the business follow-up network side of stuff. So so it's a little hard for you to get out and network with people. Yeah, it just feels gross. I just don't like, you know, and there's there's one aspect of it that's just literally going out and being around people and that's fun. But like emailing someone to set up a coffee because you want to talk about, you know, stuff like that. It's like, and I see that it's like very necessary and I see that people are successful when they do that. But man, I don't like it. <laughs> so well, get you, I, I have a hard time getting over that. Get yourself a manager. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I've had, you know, I have a representative right now, but it's, you know, it's all tough. Like you still have to do most of the work, you know? Yeah. So you do, you, you really do. Uh, I, I'm like you, I I'm, hate networking. I don't like writing jokes and uh, it's difficult. It's hard in Los Angeles. You know, there's just very limited stage time and it's like, I think, you know, it's it's hard to yeah craft those jokes when you don't can't get on stage as much as you want to so that can be really difficult. What have you got? Uh, any plans for the f near future or the rest of the year? Um, I mean, right now I'm working on. I have this podcast about Britney Spears called Toxic, and we're fit. Me and Tess are working on that together. We're finishing that, and that's kind of taken over my whole life. So I'm just trying to finish that and then um, see what's next. Probably hopefully take a little bit of a break because it's been really exhausting and then just try to throw myself back into performing. I miss it so much and I'm going on the road a little bit. I'm going to Denver next month. So that'll be fun. Good for you. Thanks. Yeah. I'm nervous because I really haven't performed much and I don't have, I'm like, Oh man, I really don't have jokes, but yeah, I'm going to try and just trust that it'll be okay. <laughs> You'll do real well. Uh, are you and Tess and, uh, is it you three girls that are going or what's the deal in Denver? No, it's just me. I just booked a, a, a few shows the second week of August. So I'm just driving out there and hopefully we'll see some nice, I want to get out in nature and just kind of like take a minute to breathe and perform and feel like a, you know, a comedian again. That's That's what you need to do. Right. Yeah, I think it'll be nice. Uh, do, do you expect to go back on, on the road again with the girls or? Definitely. We're kind of, we're trying to like look at next year and figure out what we'd like to do and where we can go. I think we've gotten some new listeners the past year. So we want to see where, you know, where to go, where people are going to want to come out and see us. So we got to kind of like figure out our plans and what we want to do there, but definitely. And we want to try to go to, Europe. So we'll see if we can figure that out. Oh, really? Yeah, that would be, that's kind of a, you know, big, big idea, but it might happen. We'll see. I I wish you all the best. Thank you. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's really taken a challenge to go over there. It is, but it, you know, we've got a decent amount of listeners over there and also like they just support the arts in general so much more over there than here that once you can kind of get get a plan together, I think you can you can get away with you know. I'm not sure. I'm sure we're not going to get rich off of it, but if we can try to break even, then I'll be happy with that. that that's about all you do. And, yeah, and, that's, I mean, <laughs> that's all you can hope for, pretty much. You know, you you have to like this and enjoy it, and 
making money at it is not very likely to happen. I know. It's still like people ask me like, how much do you ask for for a set or how much should I expect? And I'm like, don't ask me. I don't know. It's very hard to get paid in LA to do stand up. I don't I'm not the person to ask this. Uh yeah, it is very difficult to get <laughs> a free a free bottle of water is about you what you can expect. <laughs> exactly. And I, I think I'm you know, I I have seen that shows are being paid more now out of the lockdown, which is really nice because I think people should expect to pay the same amount for a live comedy show that you would pay for a movie. I mean, that's not, you know, it's weird that our standards are so low, but um, I am seeing that it's happening a little bit more and I'm definitely more committed to paying people and, you know, and trying to make that happen. I, I did not know that. Yeah. I've seen the shows that I've seen are charging a little bit and trying to just get, you know, people out. And obviously I don't think comics should ever have to pay to go see a show, but just people who aren't comedians paying to be in the, right. In the audience. What, what they call the civilians. The civilians. <laughs> yes. The civilians. Yes. Uh, well, is it, how are you with the things at home, like cooking, cleaning? Is that a hard thing for you to do? I, I definitely found some time over the lockdown to enjoy that more and starting to enjoy cooking and stuff, but I'm not great at it. I definitely have to force myself to be clean and I'm, I can be a total mess, especially when I'm really busy. It's just like, it's bad, but you know, I'm, I've gotten somewhat domesticized over the last year, I guess. Okay. And <laughs> what, what are you into fashion? <laughs> what kind of question i don't know <laughs> am i i would say no i i don't like shopping i'm not like i like when clothes fit me well and look nice but i hate trying to find them it's <laughs> pain in the butt so that's okay i i didn't i would like i'd like to be into it but i also just have a yeah it's hard to find clothes that fit me well because i have a, a body type that apparently like companies don't like to make clothing for so that's its own thing i, I know the feeling myself so i'm <laughs> yeah yeah so. believe me um uh, i i just wondered i mean some people are really into stuff like that and other people it's hard for me to go shopping and yeah i mean i th i think i was like after covid i'll be you know wearing like glitter all the time and that's just not that's reality. not you huh yeah Okay. Uh, how, do you have pets? I do. I have one. I have two cats. I got one sitting right here behind me. Well, good. Um, yeah. What kind of a cat is it? It's a big, fat, orange cat. His name's Archie, after Archie Comics. Um, he's great. I got him when I was very lonely, and he definitely helped me out. So I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, and then we got a kitten, Cindy, kind of in the middle of of all the stuff during Christmas and she's very cute and they're friends. So that's nice. That's wonderful. Cause yeah. What about you? No, I, I live in a building where we got rugs on the floor and the owner won't let us have any pets. Oh, that's too bad. It's, it's pet free. Yeah. But I've gotten used to it. Yeah. It's, a, I guess after a point you just, that's how it is. Yeah. That's a lo lots of people have pets. Mm -hmm. I'm glad your your cats get along because sometimes they don't. I know we were really scared 
because we just the other one was just an outside cat but um yeah we they met and it was so cute she started purring the little kitten and now she's just like obsessed with him that's wonderful are uh have you always had cats or or dogs or yeah i've always i mean i love cats and dogs but i've always had more cats than dogs my last cat um that i had you know growing up in salt lake lived till she was like 18 so um, sometimes they do. My mother had cats. Oh yeah, yeah. Several of them. And yeah, sometimes they'll live. And what she also had, what pretty similar to what Archie is. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. One of those big ones. And then she had some white ones. Oh yeah. I had no idea he would get this big. He's huge now, but it's great. Once in a while you'll, and I don't know that much about cats, but once in a while, one of them will really grow big. Yeah, it's and, it's interesting. And they just do. You know. Yeah, I don't know if Cindy, the other one, I think she's kind of near near her biggest, but we'll see. Well, you know, that's fine too. You have the best of both. Totally. And that's what that's what you want. Uh are you uh you mentioned that you had your own podcast, is it, which is wonderful. I'm glad for you. Is it is that hard for you to do? Um, well, I've got a few different ones. I've got Lady to Lady with Tess and Brandy. Um, and that's been, you know, we've been doing it for a long time, over eight years, I think now. Uh, and so that's gone through a lot of different reincarnations, but I'm really proud of it. And You should be. Yeah, it's. It's tough, you know, to show up and try and be funny every week, but we figured out a pretty good formula, I think. Great. And then you mentioned Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. So I've got another one that's out right now called Toxic, and it's an investigative one because me and Tess kind of ended up at the center of the whole Britney thing in a weird way. And Weren't um, you on we- local television? I've been on lots of, I've been on international <laughs> television about this stuff. I've been on TV all over the place. Yeah. Um, so I was just, we just had French news come and take, do something with us today. But yeah. Um, Wonderful. It's basically, it's all about her conservatorship and uh, how she got into it and stuff. So we kind of did a lot of reporting and a lot of interviewing people. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think. I don't watch a lot of TV, but one evening I turned on like channel 11 and there you were. And I thought, wow. Oh, funny. So do do, do you follow everything about this case? I do. Yeah. Cause since we're making this thing about it, we, we follow it pretty closely. So I know way more about probate court and about Britney Spears case than I ever thought I would for sure. <laughs> Are you actually are down at the courthouse? Yep. Yeah. What is that like? It's interesting. I mean, you know, it grew from a pretty small contingency of fans and stuff, and now it's a really big thing. And last time there was media everywhere and just total craziness, like people everywhere, rally goers, media. You know, it's it's a pretty interesting scene. It's it's really fun and uh very passionate well, people. I I have this little tidbit of information. Sure. And I know this is the truth. 
You remember when she was with Kevin Fetteliner? Yes. Okay. At the time, I worked at the Beverly Center at Macy's, and he came in, and he bought like $1,000 worth of clothes, but it wouldn't go through on his credit card. <laughs> so he went to an ATM and got cash. The next day, they announced they were splitting. Whoa. She cut off his credit card. Cut off his credit card. That's amazing. One of those Amexes that's, that's you know, the right color. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, and he, that's a good one. He had like two bodyguards with him. And I, and I re- you know, I never, of course, I didn't say anything because you can't. Right. But, yeah. I mean, the first thing she did was cut off his credit card. Oh, my the God. The next day, it was all over TMZ and tabloid TV. They were, wow. they were done. That's so, wild. So, you know, when you, I think that she handles her affairs pretty good because she got rid of him. Exactly. Exactly. She, I think she can stand on her own for sure. I, I wish her all the best. Oh, thanks, Joe. I really do. And speaking of which, Barbara, I wish you all the best too. Oh, thanks, Joe. And, I wish you the best and too. And Tess and, uh, Brandy as well. And it's been wonderful talking to you. You too. Okay. Thank you very much. And this has been Nothing Comes Easy for Me with Joe McFoy. Thank you for listening and good night. <laughs>